Shaka Laka. I stayed up until like two in the morning looking at rookie ticket autos from Andy's last video on this very channel. It is the Quest Cast, baby. And, you know, Andy, there, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about. Obviously, release dates. We're going to give you a preview of the NFL draft. But now we're kind of move past the Super Bowl. We've seen Joe Burrow's prices go way down, and uh, there's just so much going on right now. Man, uh, that, that's exciting, man. Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on right now. The NFL Combine just a week away. I'm, I'm seeing price increases for a lot of speculative players, um, and I find it very interesting. A lot of people feel that this is a, a great time to buy, and it is because I see these prices continuing to, to increase going up into the draft, Carter. Yeah, so let's start off with uh, that, Andy, just an overall market look because we now have two years of data of leading into the Super Bowl and the post-Super Bowl crash. Obviously, Joe Burrow is the, the most interesting name because he was just the biggest name in the hobby. But just right off the, the jump before you make a, a little announcement here, what is your major takeaway from what you've seen over the past couple of weeks? It's that prices are going up, especially on more rare stuff. But that trickles down, you know, because there's a there's people at all diff, uh, budget levels. So you have entry level investors that are buying up uh, base Donruss rated rookies, base optic rated rookies, base prisms, and then you also have high end investors, and then you have mid tier investors, um, and they're they're buying you know thirty, forty, fifty dollar cards, serial number cards, you know, some basic. Uh, rookie ticket autos and stuff like that. And then you have the high-end investors that are going for national treasures, flawless. They're buying uh, graded cards of rookie ticket autos and, and cards of the like, silver prism autos. And I'm seeing a lot of sales activity right now, Carter. I, I, I think that um, the perception is that this is the off-season, uh, so you don't have as many people listing cards. So there's not as much supply, right? But I think, in fact, there's even more demand right now because of of kind of like this postseason reflection period, but we've also got the combine and the draft coming up, and twenty uh, twenty one big products are still yet to be released, like Prism and Select and Contenders. That's coming up, so it's very exciting time for football cards right now. Yeah, and that's going to be the biggest difference from last year to this year for me. Is obviously I feel the same way. Once again, looking at cards until two in the morning, and I went from. Drew Brees to Aaron Rodgers to Kyler Murray to even some Justin Jefferson cards. Um, you know, I, I thought the prices on all those players would be down uh, a little. Some of those guys I think are uh, a good buy. You could get a Kyler Murray rookie ticket auto PSA 9 right now for under a grand where, you know, that wasn't even a thing. Where Joe Burrow's rookie ticket auto PSA 9 is going well over a grand. So it's, it's interesting how you know, the prices are right now, but to me, Andy, the biggest objective difference from last year to this year is this weird release date calendar. Cannot stress this enough. Last year, the famous 2020 prism product, which had, you know, obviously Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, and the, the, the Goliath of the mall, Joe Burrow, uh, that prism product released in December. And this year, the Prism rookie cards for this class won't be released until 
April. And that to me is the biggest difference. And it's not just that it's contenders with that famous rookie ticket auto that Andy is always talking about on this channel. So, you know, as far as that is concerned, Andy, that's something that is going to change some things as we look into the draft. Yeah, totally different landscape. You know, the products available right now, the big ones, the rated rookie, you know, Spectra's picked up, I think, a lot more hobby love this year because mostly serial number cards. They look great. And then we just don't have, like, you're right, last year Prism was out in December. You had Optic out right after it in January. You don't even have a release that yet for Optic. And uh, Contenders, yet to be released. Prism, yet to be released, should be in April. And then Select behind it in May and still no release date for Optic. Um, the exciting thing, though, is, Carter, they're already spinning the wheels. They've already announced the release date for 2022 Collegiate Draft Picks Prisms um, that's going to feature the first officially licensed set of the 2022 draft class. And what's so interesting about this set, Carter, something that they started just doing this past year on the Chronicles Draft Picks, they started making rated rookies and field-level silvers of collegiate athletes but they made the same card design as the pro athletes. I think Panini noticed how well those did because in this new collegiate uh, draft picks prism set, all of the designs are identical to the NFL prism set that is about to be released oh, in April. Yeah. And for those that don't know, I, I'll just pull up a, a card right here. This Tyler Johnson rated rookie Donruss. This is a Donruss, right? But um, but what Andy is saying is last year you could get a Jamar, and I have a lot of these, by the way. I love the card. You can get a Jamar Chase LSU card, but it has, you know, the optic and the rated rookie logo on it. So uh as far as college uniform cards, once again, you know, if you are let's just say this just happens to be the first time uh you're into football cards. We know our our loyal listeners know this already, but this does bear repeating college uniform cards just don't perform as well as pro uniform cards do. And obviously if you have a one of one of someone in a college uniform, that's going to be a high in demand card, but for the most part, it's just not the same as a pro uniform card. But Andy, I do agree with you. And this is something that we kept saying over and over the college uniform card designs in the Chronicles and obviously in the draft picks uh, is, is a thing of beauty. It really is. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a thing of beauty. And it's because they designed it to make it look like the, the NFL card designs that we love so much. But that was the one biggest complaint you and I have always talked about. Those prism draft pick cards from 2018, 2019, 2020 look completely different from the NFL prism design. And they looked terrible. I mean, they didn't look nearly as good. And I think uh, that was a big reason for the performance level of them. Um, and I think we've seen these Chronicle designs hold up pretty well. So, you know, some of them, especially like your beloved Jamar Chase and those LSU uniform have, have held up pretty well. Um, over the long run, of course, the, the pro NFL uniform with the NFL logos and the NFL team logos are, are going to perform better, hold higher value on a comparable you know, uh, scarcity level of a card. But these cards right now are completely flippable. You know, right now, these right. are going to be the only cards out there that are uh, that have those college logos, college trademarks, um, you know, the player information. You got some autographs coming out. And they're also going to be the same prism design that's about to be released for NFL players from 2021. So I think they're going to be very flippable, very fluid in the market. It's something to watch out for. The hobby boxes are on pre-sale right now for $250. Now it's only nice. four, 
It's only four packs of cards. Uh, it's only four packs of cards, uh, 10 cards per pack, but you get approximately four autographs out of that, four silver prisms and eight prism parallels. I find it very interesting. I know uh, from talking to you, we've got a weaker quarterback class here in 2022, right. but there's some very interesting skill position players, some very big-time defensive players uh, coming out. So I find it interesting. Uh, I'm wondering how flippable this product will be. I think it will be flippable, and people will be able to make money on this product after it first comes out. So this is where my theory comes in, and I have a little spicy little extra take for you, Andy. I, I didn't share this in our our prep today, but where the quarterback lands is going to be what really matters. Okay. So let's just take these last two quarterback classes. Joe Burrow went to Cincinnati. Well, it was a hype surrounding Joe Burrow that drove his prices up last year with Trevor Lawrence going to the Jaguars. It wasn't the Jaguars. It was Trevor Lawrence's name alone. Mm -hmm. This is the one team I think you really need to keep an eye out for. If one of these quarterbacks gets drafted in the first round to the Steelers, I think that's where things get really spicy because once again, Steelers are a top five brand in the NFL. Steelers are the most stable franchise in the NFL by a wide margin when you look at ownership and head coach history and just a track record of success. And the third thing, Andy, is the Steelers have some of the best framework as far as offensive pieces in the NFL when it comes to uh, young wide receivers with the uh, led by Deontay Johnson and Pat uh, Fryermuth and uh, and obviously Juju, whatever he wants to do. But still, that's a very young group of very talented skill guys. So if let's just say Malik Willis, who is, you know, the highest upside quarterback in this draft, or if Kenny Pickett, who is from Pittsburgh, goes to Pittsburgh, um, I, I would be very interested in getting my hands on their college cards because the pro uniform cards aren't out and, and flipping those bad boys just because of the hype surrounding the Steelers. So, yes, this is not as strong of a quarterback and just – overall offensive draft as the last two drafts, Andy. Uh, I, I think the first few picks will be dominated by uh, defensive ends, corners, and, and offensive tackles. But that means a quarterback is more than likely to go to a better situation uh, the, the further that they fall back into the draft. So that's just something to look out for uh, as we lead into the draft. And obviously, we'll talk more about that going into it. But was that your big announcement, the, the, the NFL Prism draft picks? Yeah, because it's it's also it's being released on March 25th. What? So they're going to send out hobby boxes March 25th. So what? you could potentially get ahead of the curve. I, I'm honestly wondering, this $250 for this product does not sound bad at all. Uh, when you look at the prices of a... 2021 uh, Prism Hobby Box, about $1,200. Now you get a little bit more cards, but not a whole lot. And and these are going to be the, the hottest, youngest players uh, coming out that are going to be pure speculation and hype in the middle of April at the draft. I mean, yeah, I think so, so they're releasing it before they even know the teams that they're going to. Exactly. So that it, this, wow. this product goes into breakers' hands. So they're literally breaking it as the draft is going down. That's kind of the, I think, the Panini agenda here. <laughs> that is so interesting. 
uh, to to me. I I I that's crazy. That adds even more speculation uh, to all of this, right? So if you truly believe Traylon Burks, who is one of the best receivers in this class. I do think he's the next A.J. Brown. They look a lot alike. They play a lot alike. If you think he is that good, then uh, you don't even have to wait to see what team he goes to. But it does matter which team he goes to because, you know, you, you wide receivers' performances are heavily influenced by the quarterback that they play with. But um, th- that is really fascinating that it's going to hit uh, shelves and, and breakers' hands before the actual draft. Now – Andy, you're not as big into the college game as I am. It's what I do for a full-time job covering college football. That obviously excites me. I'm one of the rare people out there that actually loves college uniform product, but a lot of people just don't. Still, I, I get excited about it every year. You should, man. You should. I I think there's a, you know, that's name image likeness. You know, there's a tremendous talent pool, college football. You know they're they're all doing their things now. I think they're, they're that's great stuff for for college football. Um, plus, you know, I get a lot of my really good um, information from you know college football metrics. You know, looking at the performance metrics, advanced performance metrics of wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, all skill position players in, in college. You know, especially guys that are in the SEC when they're playing like real really good teams. Hmm. So now moving back to the current day, right? So, you know, we won't spend too much time on Joe Burrow because, you know, we talk so much time. We talk so much about him. But, you know, we basically said this the entire time that the and once again, this is coming from the biggest Joe Burrow fan you'll ever meet. Uh, you know, you missed a golden window to sell a lot of his base stuff. Uh, that window has now passed. So. Now you need to be looking into potentially some other quarterbacks that are out there, Andy. And I think there's some good buys out there. Like I still believe Kyler Murray is going to put up big numbers, especially when you factor in Kyler Murray's fantasy relevance, right? He makes a lot of people happy just based on uh, his ability to put up sheer numbers alone. Also, you know, the biggest story in the NFL right now is – Aaron Rodgers, what's he going to do? It's very interesting if you just go compare Aaron Rodgers' rookie auto prices to Joe Burrow's rookie auto prices. They're not, Andy, that far off, and it's kind of crazy to think about it that way. Yeah, it is wild, especially with the Hall of Fame marker (laughs) separation there between the two guys. And that just goes to show you how much – FOMO, a fear of missing out, drives the hype cycle for these right. players. You know, there is no more really FOMO driving the purchases behind Aaron Rodgers, but there is on Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, even Kyler Murray. Go, going back to your comment about the fantasy um, relevance of Kyler Murray, it's surprising to me how much Kyler Murray's actually dropped in recent uh, best ball drafts that I've done on Underdog Fantasy. Um, doing early 2022 big board best ball drafts, which includes the 2022 rookies. But Kyler Murray actually fell to the sixth round. Now, this is a, a one QB, half PPR, standard 12-team uh, best ball league. But he he fell as the uh, Mahomes was the first, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Herbert, and then Trey Lance, and then Kyler Murray was taken off of the board. I was blown away by that, honestly. Um 
because last year he was arguably going number the number one overall quarterback in most uh, fantasy football drafts. And and Josh Larkey, an, another great underdog guy. Uh, I, I was shocked when he when he made a video about this. He said Joe Burrow has moved ahead of Kyler Murray in Dynasty. And I, I just, I, I'm once again, I'm a big Burrow guy. I, I was like, wow, that's it's crazy, especially when you factor in Kyler Murray's rushing ability, which is not going anywhere. I don't think he's to an age where, you know, he like Russell Wilson, who used to run a lot and doesn't run nearly as much. I still think Kyler is going to be very dangerous with his legs. So it is very interesting. I do think uh, one thing I have noticed, Andy, and this could cause some disagreement but one thing that really helps joe burrow's prices is just his popularity right Mm. he is loved by everyone he is probably the most universally loved um younger athlete in all the sports right now probably him and and, and john morant as far as like people in the hobby everyone just loves a guy right they have great attitudes they're very exciting players um and you look at a guy like aaron Rodgers, who obviously you know you could cut that in many different ways. He's not the most popular guy out there. A lot of people that are in the hobby don't really like drama all that much. They just like sports. They like cards. The same thing is, you know, true with Zion Williamson, obviously in a, in a different sport. And the same thing is true to a certain degree with Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray is very, very, very dramatic. It's kind of become a little bit of a diva situation right now in Arizona where Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, um, and, and Lamar Jackson, they just go out there and play, right? There, there's, you know, you, you don't ever hear really any drama coming out of those guys. So uh, I, I do think people like stability and uh, they, they don't buy into the drama. I'd, I'd be interested to, to look a little deeper into it, but still. Yeah, I'd be interested to look a little deeper. You know, there's a, there's a few things going against Kyler Murray, not just the drama, but you got Cliff Kingsbury. You know, it's, it's pretty obvious that he's holding that team back. Um, and then you have Arizona Cardinals themselves just having a below average market size, you know, out there in, out in the desert. Uh, there's the, the fan base difference between the Arizona Cardinals and, say, the Dallas Cowboys is millions and millions and millions of people. So. Right. Uh, that in of itself is really kind of holding uh, Kyler back. And, of course, he's on that rookie contract, so it's interesting to see. Obviously, he's earned himself an extension. He's a phenomenal athlete. But I think that we he's got to take that next step in, in the postseason uh, to really drive his car. I mean, they're obviously going to have expectations as a top five, top ten at the worst uh, quarterback going into 2022 – However, at this point, we're going to need to see, um, you know, more games strung together, a postseason performance that's much better than what he had this past year to really get his card prices to go to the next level, you know. Let's talk about two quick things, Andy, before we get out of here. Obviously, you know, this was, to me, the most interesting sale. Um, There is an Aaron Donald super collector uh, on on Twitter, and uh, he sold the green 2021 Kaboom, the one of one, uh, for $15,000, which is ridiculous for a defensive player. Um, To me, you know, obviously Aaron Donald has accomplished everything you can accomplish as a defensive player. There is really nothing else he can do short of actually winning uh, the NFL MVP, which is simply going to be unattainable. Um, But 
hopefully that means a, a new era for defensive players and their cards because once again uh, a lot a lot like college uniform cards andy mean you're different than everyone else you did a video on this about only 40 percent of people that actually do buy football cards only focus on quarterbacks that's not us we don't want the hobby to be that way we don't want football cards to be that way i personally am a tyron matthew super collector i do believe one day he'll be in the hall of fame i do believe uh he still has um some more football left to be played. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see this beautiful Aaron Donald one of one green kaboom. Um, It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And hopefully that means some good things for defensive players. Now, once again, it'll be running backs, receivers, and tight ends before defensive players ever actually catch fire. But Andy, I don't know if you saw this, but pro football focus is actually releasing a new form of fantasy football. And, what that form of fantasy football is going to be. And we didn't even prep this. I know you're really excited about this. Uh, For those that don't know, it's all 22 fantasy football where you actually do get points for drafting an offensive guard based on their PFF grade. Now, if that catches fire, that gets more people interested into defensive players their individual greatness, which then is going to shoot up the value for guys like Micah Parsons, Derwin James, um, Leonard, uh, Darius Leonard for the Colts. Uh, These young superstar defensive players that are first team all pros and racking up pro bowls. And, you know, it makes people like me and you, Andy, I know you're not as much into defensive players as I am, but it makes people uh, potentially uh, like myself, really excited because I am holding a lot of, you know, Tyron Matthew, really rare stuff. Mm, he should be, man. Cause I, I see it, man. I believe it. I get messages from guys all the time. There's this underworld of diehard offensive, defensive line investors, oh, linebackers, oh. corner safeties, uh, man. They, I, I mean, I can't tell you, I've had guys send me links to eBay listings of Tristan worse, uh, rookie ticket autos and I see them actually go for pretty respectable numbers and right. I'm impressed and so that just goes to show you it's not like like I've talked about it in my video it's not the entire hobby as a collective it's probably only a little sliver which is why I say uh, focus your concentration on a card that has a print run or a supply that's equal to or less than that sliver of the hobby but it's going to continue to grow it's going to continue to grow um, and branch out. I love this uh, format that PFF is coming out with. This all twenty-two. I already signed up for the uh, for the wait list because I want to. I want to definitely get in on this eleven on eleven. You know, PFF yeah. scoring um, type of of fantasy format. I, I find it very fascinating. I, I've you know the last two years, I've really dug deeper and deeper into the advanced uh, statistics that PFF puts out uh, among other fantasy analysts. So. Um, I'm really enjoying that because, you know, a lot of of why certain quarterbacks do so well, wide receivers, running backs do so well, is their supporting cast efficiency. And so those are things that I look at. But I'm just adding market size, social media presence, likability, you know, the uh, the the how young they are. I'm adding all that into an equation to kind of drive my my buy low index, if if you will, in my hype index as well. No, no, no. You're right. I mean, look. We're in a society now where Darrell Revis cards are like 10 times cheaper than Jordan Love cards, and Jordan Love has never even become a full-time starting quarterback yet. Where does that make sense? That makes no rational sense 
at all. (laughs) And, you know, once again, uh, a lot of my friends that, you know, watch. so for instance, uh, like on my YouTube channel, we get really deep and we talk about these role players a lot for LSU. And, you know, those kinds of people that watch my channel, Andy, they're, they're like real football fans. And you made an appearance on Power Hour LSU. And, you know, I got a lot of questions like, hey, Carter, where can I get um, you know, really good Patrick Peterson cards. And I'm like, you know, you can actually get those really cheap. We're talking about one of the best uh, defensive backs of all time. Um, a, a guy that's for sure going to be in the Hall of Fame, a guy that's already a member of an all-decades team, and he's still playing now. Um, it, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense that uh, a card of someone like that isn't anywhere close to even a Mike White uh, during his Mike White hype cycle for the Jets. But uh, you know, that's one thing. I am a believer in all other positions outside of quarterbacks. I will always understand that quarterbacks run the hobby. It's just we're trying to change that. Now, Andy, you know, as far as hobby tip of the day, I do want to touch on something, right? Um, this isn't really a hobby tip. Once again, you know, we, we do a lot of just regular hobby tips like make sure you 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 take care of if someone buys an expensive card for you treat it as if you're the person receiving it we've done all these basic hobby tips but i'm going to go even deeper here right always pay attention to what the influential players do okay so um the biggest change uh, that the rams made during the middle of the season was signing odell beckham jr and von miller right and the rams won a super bowl that was that was obviously way bigger for odell than it was von miller who's already going in the hall of fame and has already won a super bowl but odell is the most influential wide receiver in the league right you know drake tweets about him king james tweets about him the list goes on and on Now, what I think is going to happen is other wide receivers are going to see what Odell did, and they're going to see what DeAndre Hopkins did, and they're going to see, look, I could go to a new team, a better team, and be a part of a contender and potentially win a Super Bowl. So now, wide receivers that already tend to be diva-ish, they're going to want to be more mobile like Odell, who... James hardened his way out of Cleveland. So what I think is going to happen, Andy, is you're going to see more wide receiver movement over the next couple of years. And I think you as hobbyists should be able to adjust to that. Yeah, I think that Allen Robinson's been trying to do this for the past year. (laughs) He's still stuck in Chicago. Um, He's one guy that just kind of like jumps off right off the bat at me. I just know he's so unhappy there in Chicago and Hopefully he gets out of there. He gets a fresh start. And uh, we talked about him a little bit last week. Um, yeah, man, great, great point. It's kind of like the new age of contract negotiation and and getting on that team. But, man, the Rams showed a blueprint for trading away those draft picks, acquiring those veteran players, and and getting the Super Bowl victory. Uh, so, it's, it's um, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Calvin Ridley. Mm. Mm, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, there's another perfect candidate. I think of you talk, you mentioned Juju Smith Schuster. I think Juju is is done in Pittsburgh as well. I think he's going wow. to a new team. I love it. So be on the lookout for that, Andy. I, I do think we're gonna see more wide receiver movement. I also think uh 
you know, a lot of these receivers are going to see, look, I, I, I'm in a better part of my career than Odell was. And you saw what that did for Odell's career trajectory. And this is with a torn ACL in the big game. The way you view Odell now is completely different than how you view him at the start of the year with Cleveland. So I could see Jarvis Landry, who released a pretty long statement, who is Odell's Best friend dating back to LSU, I can see movement for him. And they can look at some of these teams and say, oh, wow, that team actually does need a number two wide receiver or a number three wide receiver, right? Especially a, a team like Kansas City. Or if Aaron Rodgers decides to stay in Green Bay, Green Bay is a potential option. So just keep that in mind. Now, Andy, before we get out of here, once again, the NFL Combine is around the corner. I don't know if there's too much hobby stuff you could take away from that, but it is the first time that we'll we'll get acclimated to a lot of these prospects. Mm, Yeah, and I think it's important to uh, remember, I was uh, shout out to David Hunter, I was talking to him. You know, he was going back and kind of um, digging through his archives about people getting hyped based off of combine performances. However, they actually uh, fell short in the NFL. Um, And uh, there was, you know, a few examples that he pointed out. um, It's actually drawing a blank right now to who they were. But I think it's just uh, important to remember that the combine is the combine. It's not you know, actually indicative of how they're going to play out in the NFL. Um, so it's it's very interesting to get a, like, isolated look at these players' physical attributes. However, just remember it is just that. It's not, you know, actually, you know, because you talk about wide receivers. It's a, a most wide receivers, it takes them several years in the league to kind of develop that, that skill of target separation and route running and ke- building the chemistry with the quarterback about when to break and when to – do certain things um, in different sectors of the field to get open and then to generate yards after the catch. So uh, same thing with tight ends, which is a very intricate position between uh, run blocking, pass blocking, and then also playing the role of a wide receiver. So those guys also take a few years to, to develop that. And, and so their, their age production curve is actually longer than that of a running back where it's like, here, take this and go downfield, you know? I agree. And look, uh, Cooper Cup didn't have like the unbelievable 40-yard dash. Jarvis Landry didn't have an unbelievable 40-yard dash. You know, that list goes on and on. So once again, Combine can surround uh, a, a big performance. Obviously, famous example, Matt Jones with the Jacksonville Jaguars many a years ago. Um, but yeah, you, you can always get overhyped from certain players at the Combine. But you know, once again, the big takeaway is uh, from today's episode is the release calendar. That's always going to be something we hammer on this channel. Uh, We always want to stay on top of release dates. So, you know, just that draft picks releasing, NFL Prism draft picks releasing before the actual Prism of this year is just so fascinating to me, and it actually kind of excites me. Now, Andy, it is time for Play of the Week. Now, do you want me to go first, or do you, Andy, want to go first? Well, um, yeah, I can go first because I've actually got a uh, a good play of the week. By the way, it was a Rashad Penny that I was talking about. He put wow. up a four four six and went in the first round, uh, whereas Nick Chubb in twenty eighteen, whereas Nick Chubb ran a four five two and he went in the second round. You look at them today, uh, big difference there in performance output. Also, 
Mike Tisicki put up an insane workout, went in the second round while Mark Andrews underwhelmed a bit and fell to the third round. And now Mark Andrews is uh, arguably number one tight end in the league. Those are a couple combine examples. I think that combine really drives more hype for like front offices drafting players. <laughs> right. You know, maybe per se. Yeah, man. So wait, well, so, what's your play? Let's go. All right. All right. So my play of the week, this is not a, you know, if you look at the overall power rankings of the NFL, this play is not going to reach the top 10, maybe top 15, maybe not even top 20. But however, I do feel this player is very young. I feel that they have shown to be very good. I also want to share a couple advanced stats with you about them. And this is Davis Mills on the Houston Texans. Um, I believe that Davis Mills showed a ton of poise in the pocket. So when given time in the pocket, when he got protection, um, he was able to pick apart defenses. He actually had a 73.1% clean pocket completion percentage rate, which was the highest among all of the 2021 rookie quarterbacks, even higher than Mac Jones. Um, so I felt that that was very impressed. He also had a 44% deep ball completion percentage and a 419 um, under pressure completion percentage. And I feel that Davis Mills has very good throwing mechanics, very good throwing motion. Um, he had the ability to lead receivers. And I felt given time, he was a really good quarterback. He just doesn't have the mobility or the flash that some of these other guys have. Mm. Davis Mills. Um. I like it. Obviously, if you get it at a really good price. That's the thing. He's super cheap. Super cheap rookie cards right now. I don't think, man, mm, will Houston draft a quarterback? Mm, I don't know. I don't uh, think they will. I think they're going to, I think once Davis is announced a starter for 2022, his cards are going to immediately jump up in value. I think they're going to extend, I think they're going to. I mean, dude, he picked apart the Patriots defense like they almost won that game. And it, I think that was kind of the spark that ignited the fire for Davis Mills. And he beat Justin Herbert. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 very it's very interesting. Right. Uh, Davis Mills, the longest neck you'll ever see. Uh, Stanford, high rated recruit, uh, says and does all the right things. Um, you know, I, I'm with it as far as like the hype cycle. Now, as far as a long-term hold, even though he is in a weak division, I, I don't know if I'll ever see Davis Mills making a Pro Bowl, but I like it uh, from a price and hype uh, perspective. And I'm, I'm going to give you two names. Once again, I still think uh, people should look at Kyler Murray cards. I do believe in him uh, long-term, even though there is a bunch of drama surrounding him. But I'm, I'm going to give you two players. I, I'm actually going to go one of those being Mike Gusecki. Um mm-hmm. This is a guy who, with the new coach coming in, uh, Mike McDaniel, he likes his tight ends to block. Mike Gusecki doesn't block. He is more of a receiver than he is a tight end. So uh, Gusecki has been heavily rumored to the Chargers. If he goes there, his prices are going to skyrocket with Justin Herbert. Um, Another player that I think is insanely cheap, and I know this because I got each one of his cards, each one of his Rookie cards is base prism, uh, a, a silver tops rookie, and a few other rookies is Brandon Cooks. 
right? Very interesting prospect, elite speed, who has actually put together a really, really nice NFL career. Now, he's never going to go in the Hall of Fame, but I got four cards for a dollar in a paper-wide envelope, one of which was his prism rookie. Now, Brandon Cooks can help out a contender. You know he can be a part of a winning culture. He's been around. uh, He's played for the Patriots. He played for the Rams when they made it to the Super Bowl. And he's also played for the Sean Payton Saints. Veteran presence in a locker room. I can also see him signing for a lesser contract at at some point and joining a contender and helping him out. So uh, I'm going to give you those two plays once again. Neither one of those are just ridiculous upside plays, but I do think you can get some of their really good stuff for cheap. And I've actually bought some some Brandon Cooks. So Ooh. there you go. I and- dig it, man. I love those 2014 Prism products. Love the 2014 Prism. Well, there you go, my man. Thank you so much, man, for making this the best football card podcast. Once again, we are on iTunes, Spotify, also on the main fantasy football card quest YouTube channel and the football cards, uh, collecting, investing, all that good stuff. And Andy, I am going to promote one of your videos. The rookie ticket auto video is appointment viewing. So make sure you check that out on Andy's channel. Good stuff today. my bro. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I can't wait. Be back here same time next week. Looking forward to it. Peace. See you. Peace.